Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are joined by our third co host, Josh Fulton. Hello! Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you. We have another movie to review. Yes. We're reviewing Ready Player One. Um, yeah, that's right. The last time you were on, we reviewed the Cloverfield one, and we were talking about how that was like a really deep conversation early on about something that I can't remember. Yeah. Wait, or, what? Remember what? at the beginning of the last time I was on, we had like a conversation about, was it about Fortnite or something? Like, we had like a very topical, very... Uh, important purposeful conversation which was so out of the norm yeah, I think for the we first talk, we talked about destiny didn't we and then like games as a service communicating with your fans that's, we've talked about maybe. that maybe. before Fortnite. maybe i don't I know i just remember at the end of it being like wow guys that <laughs> was like a legitimate Jeez. segment for another <laughs> a legitimate segment as opposed to the the, the completely non-legitimate <laughs> segments that we do um <laughs> like like this one but this is a tease <laughs> for that episode go back listen to that episode yeah, yeah. boom cloverfield paradox cloverfield paradox it was five episodes ago yep it was a 10 out of 10 <laughs> i don't warning. know that that's correct chris <laughs> i am very skeptical of the things that you're gonna say on this podcast <laughs> now like <laughs> is this like i'm gonna tell one lie in the podcast and <laughs> was that it or is it yeah, like yeah, figure out what it is no one which knows ones, which ones are which one more lies um actually jj abrams recently like did an interview with I think I don't know Variety or something like that about um, about that, and they asked him, and I don't know he like he was trying to explain the ending, and it was just it was a really weird answer. <laughs> I'm like I don't even know what JJ thinks anymore. Yeah, I love JJ. He's got all sorts of nut stuff going on in his brain. Well, and what was also funny, they had a quote from like the other uh, like. Um, bad robot, somebody, something or other. I don't know. Anyway, he was like, "So Sounds we all like you really we know watched your the final. We all watched the final. All the, all the execs and JJ watched the final screening of like of the Cloverfield Paradox, and all decided, yeah, that's not not that great. Basically, is what he's saying. So <laughs> let's sell it to Netflix. <laughs> that's super interesting. But then wow. then he goes on to like, and, and this is the point that I'm kind of like, what. He's like, well, so many more people have seen and and to uh, experience the Cloverfield universe now than ever before, and I'm like, that's not a good thing because this <laughs> yeah. is a bad experience with the Cloverfield parad- uh, yeah. universe. I mean, that that would be mm. like if no one had ever seen Terminator one or two, and they just put Terminator three on Netflix. Like everybody knows Terminator now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they all hate it. It's like it's coming into Jurassic like Park with Jurassic Park three. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like it's what? Just watching Alien three. Why are all the three movies the bad ones? The third movie in every yeah. franchise is bad, except for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and and hey, the what? Hey, trivia. What's the uh, only Lord of the Rings movie to win Best Picture? Return of the King? Yeah. I mean, it's, mm. we were talking about third movies, so it was not that long of a jump. This, this is an unpopular opinion, but I always liked Back to the Future Part 3 as a kid. I did, too. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you're right. That. Just because it was right. so different. Yeah. It, like, the first two tie together so, like, so uh, tightly, but the third one is just such a different adventure. I yeah. really liked it. Well, so I got bored in the second one because I'm like, this they're just flipping things around from the other <laughs> one. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, oh, if I wanted to watch this again, I would watch the first one. You know, yeah. I could watch the, the best version He's of this. He's seeing himself do the first movie. Yeah. The yeah. first one is basically in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, if you want to just watch both the first Back to the Future movie and the second one, just watch the second one. Yeah. I do love Back <laughs> to the Future, though. Yeah. Back to the Future is so good. Speaking of that, there was a uh, there is a certain car featured in this film, 
And uh, we're going to be reviewing Ready Player One. Yes. Um, a little bit later in the podcast. But first, right. what mm. are you guys up to, up to this week? Me first? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love how I pointed at both of you. It's just like, nah, you guys figure it out amongst yourselves. Flip a coin. I cede the floor to the representative from Fultonville. <laughs> All in favor, say aye. 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 Okay. <laughs> Motion is passed. <laughs> Motion is passed. Uh, yeah, so I started off the week playing some Sea of Thieves, and then uh, we had a very depressing uh, encounter. Yeah. And I, I haven't played video games all week. <laughs> Wait, you haven't played since then? I have not. I played super oh hot gosh. for about 20 minutes before super I came to the movie hot. tonight. <laughs> Literally, hot. you took out your Xbox and snapped it over your knee. I did. You know, just and then I went out and bought another one. <laughs> I don't know if I can snap mine. If I, I took try. it back and I was like, hey, my Xbox is broken. I want a refund. <laughs> and they're like, it looks like somebody snapped this over their knee. So, so I'm, I'm just going to like input, give you my input real quick. And then I, I can just be quiet because this is not my story. Um, <laughs> well, do we want to tell it right now or do we want to like. No, we should tell it right <laughs> we now. We should okay. probably tell it right now. So I, like my experience with this was I was out of town this past week uh, mm-hmm. out in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even think I saw it till the next morning. Because I'd already gone to bed. But around. No, you responded to did me. I, did I respond? You responded. Because I, I was the first one to say something. I was something asleep then. That's what it was. On the Discord I was, chat. I was in bed. So, anyway, it was like midnight that time, which was like one o'clock this time on a Monday night. And I like all of a sudden starting just getting all these like just texts or not, no, messages on Discord. And it was just like everyone's all a flutter. Yeah. With, with their Great experience. rage abound. <laughs> Abounding. And I'm like, I can't believe it's one o'clock in the morning on a Monday night. Yeah. And you all are playing Sea of Thieves. <laughs> so would you like me to yeah, tell yeah. the tale? Because I don't really I, I fully understand the breadth of this. Yeah. So it was about eight o'clock at night and it was me, John, Aaron, who's been on the podcast, yep. and my brother. Mm. And we were like... So it was a four-person crew. Yeah. So we yeah. had a four-person crew. And we're like, you know what? <laughs> Let's go for a skull fort. For those of you that don't know, the skull forts in Sea of Thieves are kind of like their raid. It's a very hard PVE encounter. Yeah, it's like their it's like their uh, their highest level of activity. Yeah. Like with the like, most this reward. Is, yep. is the most reward. It's also the, you, the you hardest. Get? You can. It's about fifteen thousand gold. Eww, that's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, but it's in the form of like a bunch of chests, trinkets, all kinds of stuff. Okay. That's all, it's all like you. If so it's, you, uh, it's like ten or fifteen pieces of loot that you have to get on board. <laughs> right. Gosh. Yeah. So, anyways, so we're like, well, this will be easy. We've got four guys. We just have to beat all, you know, whatever, six or eight waves of... Ten waves. Ten total. waves of skeletons. We get the key, open the door, put the stuff on board, head back to a, a thing. Yeah. We show up to the Skull Fort, and That's there's right. already four freaking ships circling the island. Oh, my gosh. But they're not attacking it. They're nope. just circling it. Why? Yeah, Why fighting each other. Oh. Oh. So we're like, okay, let's just kind of get the lay of the land. Well, we come in and we just were like, we don't have anything on board. Like the worst thing that happens is we get spawned back at an <laughs> yeah, outpost lose our somewhere. Ship and it's yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just come back and try again. So we just start diving in and pretty soon they all scatter. Like we've got it to where there's just us and like one other ship there. Wow. Right. Well, and the so, one other ship, like we tried to make friends with them because like you can team up and be like, oh man, we're going to take this and then we'll split the loot at some yeah. point. So like we popped over to like game chat. So they could hear us, and we were like talking. We we're like, "Hey, you know, if you guys want to do this, blah blah blah." And then like we were playing instruments, and then they shot us, and yeah, it, and it I shot got me. Called some very and it was bad like, names. I was like, "Well, it's over now." And yep. so then everybody else, the three remaining pirates, proceeded to wipe all of them out. Yeah, it's good, you know. So we get to the point where I'm pirating the ship around the 
the island, just going around yeah, in circles, yeah. and uh, everybody else is on on the island. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And I can hear in the comms that Aaron, he screams loudly. The captain is out. This is it. Yeah, but this was like, what, two hours later? Oh, yeah, we'd been like, going for oh, like two hours. Okay, so yeah, you've yeah. been circling for two hours. Those people are all gone this entire oh, yeah. time. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we, as soon as we wiped out that one four-person crew, like after after they like you know shot me or whatever, like they were gone. They didn't come yeah. back. So no other ships. Well, there was one was other the ship. One, what were they They're, doing? They were kind of like on the opposite circling. side of the island circling with Just us. Just sitting in the ship? Yeah. yeah, so basically they were waiting for us to open the gate so they could come and kill us and take the stuff, right? Well, we knew that they were going to try and kill us as soon as we finished the raid. Yeah. So we, Aaron grabs the key, swims with my brother and John to the boat. We mm-hmm. get on the boat and mm-hmm. we just take off, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? Because the, the loot is persistent. It doesn't yep. just spawn yeah. or anything yeah. like that. And then so at that point, like in the world... Everybody knows you've taken down this fort because the giant skull and crossbones cloud that's in the sky hovering yeah. above the island goes away. Okay. Yep. And so, like, everyone in the entire server, which could be up to, like, 16 people, I think, yeah. um, knows now it's gone. Someone's running around with the key. Okay. Yep. Like, or has a bunch of this loot. So, like, anybody who's in the surrounding area can then swoop in and try to ambush you while you're, like, picking up your chest and d- delivering the multiple trips it would take to get it on your ship. Yeah. So we we get the key, we hop on the boat, and we get out of there. Yeah. And we think we're There's clear. There's like two or three ships that kind of like try to chase us, and they're like, I don't know, we're just going to hang out Yeah, the nobody islands. knows except for us who has the key. So yeah. they're like, do we chase this ship that just took off, or do we hang out here? So we go off to a remote island, and we drop my brother and Aaron off with the key mm-hmm. on okay. an island for All them right. to stay there. So we're like, okay, separate the ship from the key. And, the, and they're holding the key. Like, they, you can't yeah. do anything else then. Yeah. You can hold it. Hand. You can set it down. You can... Okay. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. doesn't go in your inventory, so if you're holding it, that's okay. what you have in your hand. Okay. Right. So we decide that we're going to go back to the skull fort to kind of scope out and see who's still there. Yeah. We get back there. There is one tiny two man sloop sitting out there. Okay. And I was like, guys, we're coming back. We're picking you up and we're taking this boat out and getting the loot. So we go back to the Island, pick them up, come back. And this boat, which apparently was full of freaking pro gamers (laughs) or as I would like to say, probably hackers, you know, Maybe Ninja if it, if it makes boat. you feel better, yes. Uh, but there ba- is a hack where you can see items through floorboards, and I'll, I'll come back to this in a second. So <clears throat> we show up there, and we're like, okay, we got to sink these guys. We probably fought them for an hour and a half, this, at least. The sloop? Yes. Yeah. Trying to, because, dude, those sloops can maneuver really fast. Yeah. Into the wind. Okay, whenever you're going into the wind, the sloop can outrun the large vessel. Seems, With the wind, the wrong. large vessel can outrun the sloop. Yeah, so... None can match the interceptor for speed. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. But we didn't have any interceptors on hand. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Was, yeah, they were all out. <laughs> or black pearls. Or black pearls, yeah. yeah. So, about an hour and a half... I know of a ship that can. <laughs> just ran. Sorry. <laughs> we just ran out of a black pearls. <laughs> we're, we're out of stock. <laughs> this guy named Jack came and took the last one. I don't know. <laughs> so, like... At least an hour and a half. Would you agree yes. that we're trying to get these guys to leave us alone? So at this point, grand total, we probably took down the Skull Fort in an hour and a half. So that's like a chunk of time. And another hour and a half was spent like running around with these people. Oh so that's gosh. at least like, that's three hours. Yeah. Why don't you just leave them? We tried. We tried. So we would, they followed we us. would be like, okay, we'll leave and make them think we don't have the key and that we thought they had it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we take off. They follow oh, us. Were they shooting you? Yeah, they were shooting us. They were trying to get on board, all this kind of stuff. Like, so, yeah, it would happen where it's like, wait, one of them's floating in the water right there. Yeah. And we would shoot oh, them and kill them and, and then, yeah. you know, whatever. But so 
Then we'd go back to the island, okay. and we're like circling around the island, and Aaron just goes, hey, guys, just go check and see if the key is still under the stairs where I put it. <laughs> we go down there. The key is gone. It is not on our boat. At this point, are they still around? Yes, yeah. they're still chasing us, still around. We're us. still like doing the dance around the island, yeah. right? So my brother and Aaron are on Reddit just like researching, like, does loot despawn? Like, yeah. can the keys despawn? Yeah. How often do skull forts restart? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. There is zero information or is any, no one has been able to confirm that any loot in the game despawns once you're right. in a server. Well, yeah. people would be like, oh man, I chased around a, a ship for two hours and then finally took them down and got the key. And it yep. was like, okay, so obviously it didn't despawn, but it's like, do you have to hold it, like be holding it for it not to despawn? And like, is there a time frame, like whenever you put it down, that it'll despawn so or whatever? We're, we're like, either there's some kind of despawn thing that nobody has figured out yet, yeah. or these dudes straight up boarded our ship without us seeing them went down under the deck, grabbed the key, and got back on their boat. That seems unlikely, right? It does, it does seem does unlikely. Seem unlikely. Very unlikely. Doesn't it? So what we decided to do is like, okay, so it may have despawned, you know, let's let's uh let's get the ship out of here, away from them, and then scuttle the ship, because whenever you scuttle the ship, like yeah. all of the loot that's on board will float to the uh, top yeah, for yeah. five minutes and then it'll go underwater for five minutes and then it despawns, okay. including this key. Okay. Um and so we like go out and it's like, okay, let's scuttle the ship, but How'd then, you get away from them? So Aaron started just like sailing the ship in a direction and we yeah. all jumped off of the boat oh. and then died and then respawned on the ship or whatever. Uh -huh. Like, so it's like this all was, was, <coughs> oh man, this all was like a big dance to get them to stick around the island. Cause it's like, yeah. oh man, there's still the people on the island. We're still going to be here. <laughs> and then, you know, one of them sailed away with the ship. Right. And so anyway, so I respawn on the ship and one of them is on our ship. And is running around Alre and stuff. Already? Yeah, he's yeah. already there. And I'm like, okay, oh. so I'm trying they to take this person out. They had gotten on it when we thought we'd, we had taken off. They, somebody had snuck on the ship. Yeah. These dudes are freaking they're, they're badgers. Not only that, <laughs> myself and then Rocksteady, who's the fourth player in this in this team, are both on the ship now doing this weird dance where like this person is like climbing up into the crow's nest, killing one of us, jumping down, killing the other one. And like oh we couldn't get hits he, on them. He 1v2'd them yeah. so hard. Yeah, like we died multiple times, and uh, and we're putting shots into this person like left and right um, with the blunderbuss, and so it's like you figure, hey, eventually this person's gonna die. Eventually they do, and uh, and we're like, okay, so let's scuttle the ship now. We bring it to an island, scuttle the ship, nothing there. So there's no loot. It didn't hadn't like clipped into the deck of the ship or anything. Mm -hmm. It's gone, and uh, because it was gone before as well. So it's like it never existed on that ship, as far as we all know. Right. Anyway, but then so that's about whenever you were like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm Yeah, at out. this point, it's What's one o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. It's one o'clock in the freaking morning. And I'm like, guys, I can't handle it anymore. And everything Me that too. these guys were doing, I was like, surely they don't have the key. Otherwise, they would just take off. Right. Like, yeah. they would just leave, yeah, right? Yeah, behavior doesn't... It doesn't make sense. ...that they have the key. So I go to bed. I am fuming, dude. I was like, this was the most depressing life-sucking gaming moment of my life. Because we just like, spent like like four hours yeah. on this thing and then no loot. Like, not even like no experience or like, it's like even if in a raid, like you'll get something, you know? Yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. Get, you'll get some glitter. Chatter white. Yeah, yeah, you'll get chatter white. Um, I would gladly have gotten chatter white. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. That'd actually look really good on yeah. like, the jackets that I have. <laughs> anyway, so like... Yeah, nothing. But then, so after you and and uh, Rocksteady like let, yeah. log off, right? Yep. 
Aaron and I are like, okay, out of our pure curiosity, let's go to the last island that, that we had dropped them off on, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, just to see if maybe, like, it had, like, respawned back on the last land it was on. So, mm. like, we had respawned, we were right there, so we swung by that island, and it was like, okay, it's not here, let's move on, let's maybe go check and see if, if somebody, like, if they have it. And so we go up to the island... I run up to the, uh, I, I shoot out of the cannon and uh, I run up to like the treasure chest. Treasure chest is open. All of the treasure is gone. And we're like, what? So we go to the nearest uh, outpost. We see that same sloop at this oh, outpost no. drop their sail and start running away again. Oh, no. As they saw us coming. Yep. And it was like, oh, man, they got it somehow. Somehow in the first scuffle that we had with them before Aaron was like, has anybody checked on the key recently? Somebody had like swum onto our ship, stolen this key and gotten away with it Mm. somehow. And then continued to make our night miserable for the next three hours. Yeah, because like there's this point where the it it became less about us trying to get them away from the island so we could open the chest. Yeah. And unknowingly to us, it became them trying to get us away from the island so they could open the chest. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And wait, so then that showed up on the Discord chat that they had actually had the key the whole time and opened the the gate and taken all the treasure chest. And I'm laying in bed just shaking (laughs) out of like Rage. Yeah. I'd never been so mad in my life. Like, I was just like, I don't even know if I can play video games anymore. What was funny about it is that, like, where I came down on it, because, like, I I don't usually, like, if, if I leave, like, a bad raid, like, I don't usually, like, end up where I'm like, I'm not going to play this game again, or I'm not going to do yeah. that raid again, or it's unless like, it's, oh, I'm done with, loss. done with Fortnite because I lost a thousand times in a row or whatever, right? Like, I don't, I don't usually come down on that side of things, but, like, this is the closest I've ever come to being, like, that was awful and like there is no redeeming part part of that experience yeah. because like taking down the skull fort is hard enough and it's very like kind of janky uh combat with these really bullet spongy enemies and yeah. so that part is like semi fun where you're like oh, this this semi- might be fun right moment to moment um but then like there's the whole stress of like getting it off the island and it's like, it's like oh, that might be kind of fun maybe but then like to end up for for anybody who took down this fort to have the option of ending up with absolutely nothing is not fun that's the part of it that makes everything in there like where it's like this is maybe a little bit fun and tips it into no that definitely wasn't as fun like it just was a a colossal waste of time and effort yeah i would much rather go up against glitchy crota for five hours Mm. and then quit and get nothing, <laughs> then go through what I went through. That's true. On Sea of Thieves. That's well, true. I mean, I think, you know, it, is it because of the randomness of the PvP? Like, you got, like, because Crota, it's like, well, I just wasn't good enough to, I didn't slam yeah. at the right time. I didn't mm-hmm. shoot my rocket yeah. at the right time. There yeah. was nothing we could have done to improve that experience. Yeah. Yeah. There was so literally, we, like, there's nothing, to, yeah, there's nothing that we did wrong, per se. Right. It was everything that, like, just, Things just happened, you know, yeah. it's like you're in the middle of, of clearing the skull fort and there's a wave of enemies that heals in water. And then just oh, randomly the world puts a thunderstorm right on. Top oh, of gosh. Us. And yeah. so it's like so even even the PVE portion of it was the like a colossal grind. And so it's like in my mind, like literally the next night, um, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do see if these tonight and I don't know. I, I'm. I'm I was very like whatever, and then Aaron was on it and was playing Sea of Thieves, and I was like, "All right, 
let me just do it and we'll see what happens. And like, I went in and had a great time. Like we just yeah. sailed around doing all this other stuff. We dove down into the most amazing shipwreck and drug up like 10,000 gold worth of stuff from the shipwreck. What? Where it's like, I go down, I dive down and Aaron's up top lot, like looking at this other sloop. He's like, I don't know. They might be coming over here. I don't know. And I'd be like, dude, I just found a treasure chest. And I would dive back down. I'd be like, dude, you're not going to believe it. I found another treasure chest. <laughs> and I would dive down. I'm like, oh, I got some tea. I got some rare tea. And he's like, oh man. He's like, the, the rare tea. He's like, I think it's the middle tiers. Like, I think the, the really nice ones is the exquisite tea. And I dive down. And I'm like, dude, I found some exquisite tea. And he's like, shut up. You know? <laughs> so like, <laughs> it was literally just like the gift that kept giving every time I went down, I found something else. And, uh, yeah, that was amazing. It's such a fun game sometimes, but just that, <laughs> that, that in it is, it is the, it's the most slot machine experience. <laughs> like literally I was telling, I was on the discord chat. I was like, guys, we could, we could attempt this again tomorrow and have it go flawlessly. Yeah. Like there's nothing we going into it who've uh, who've taken a two pirate crew <clears throat> yeah. and done it by themselves never seen a single other ship yeah and it's like okay it's well. total it was just a total perfect storm for a terrible evening and i think the only positive that i can take out of that is that it couldn't possibly get any worse than that that's true so <laughs> so what are the <laughs> i don't like i don't like any experience good or bad to go by without learning from it so what did we <laughs> What did we learn? Here's what I that? learned. If I show up to a skull fort <laughs> yeah. and there is any other ship there, yeah. I am backing out of the server and loading into a new one. Yeah, sure, if that's, that's your that's goal a, for the night, one. for sure. I like like the other thing was like with Aaron and I, uh, whenever we were on the next night, it was like we passed by a skull fort and it was like, wait, did that skull fort just go down? Because like if it's a random happenstance where you're kind of floating by the skull fort and it's like, well, no one's there. Let's just take it. You know, it's like we probably would have attempted it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that if I'm going for the skull fort, like you said, if I sail by and there's people there, it's like, nah, we're going to get into a different server. Maybe there won't be someone in that. If one, you want to so. do a skull fort, like I still think it's fun to get friends together and just go out and do missions. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, Oh yeah. Even, even if you lose a couple of those, like yeah. you get, you know, pillaged by some random pirates that yeah. come by. That's fine. Whatever. I can handle that. I think it was just the, the magnitude mm -hmm, of yeah. what we went through and then to have nothing and not only have nothing, but have what we had taken away from us was yeah, just is it so just like, crushing. Like, hey, you know, if you just, if you're grinding against something this much, we just like quit at some point. Like, hey, we're just going to give up. <laughs> I think with that game specifically, I think with that game, yes, because there's fun to be had elsewhere in that yeah. game where it's like with a raid, like you said, it's like if you can identify why you're failing yeah. at something, it's like it's easy to be like, okay, guys, let's reevaluate, re dive back in and do this again. You well, know? And I think, I Whereas think playing, with this, it had nothing to do with that. Yeah, I think playing with you, I've learned to not give up, like especially <laughs> like doing raid stuff because like whenever we're doing Destiny, like you're right, like, it's just like, okay, well, we just got to, we, we know what the problem is. We just got to work mm -hmm. on that area and get mm -hmm. through this. Right. And it's like, hey, do we need to swap, swap roles? Yeah. And so it's like, right. I was in that mentality the whole time. Like, well, we just got to think of like how we're going to do this. Like, how are we going to get mm -hmm. these guys off our tails? Mm -hmm. And there just really wasn't a way. Right. Because mm -hmm. no matter what we did, they would follow us. Well, and then whenever we lost the key and thought it maybe had despawned or whatever, like at that point, it's like, I don't even know what to do, you know? Yeah. So, so I think with Sea of Thieves, we have to come at it from a different angle of like, yeah. if we're butting our heads up against something for more than an hour, like we just mm -hmm. need to back out and do something else. Can they can they take it out of your hand? Like, I, mean, I guess they could kill you and take it out of yeah. your hands. Yeah. I mean, could, I mean is it... Should you just carry it around or like? 
I think that's possible. I also think, like, I mentioned hacking before. Like, I was Carry reading an article. Carrie the crow's nest. I was reading an article. Uh, I don't know. That's bad. Sometimes you can <laughs> fall out of there. On, like, Windows Central, um, somebody had written an article about some of the PC slash Xbox crossplay. The fact that you can't tell who's a PC player, yeah. who's not. I would, with the way that that person was, like, getting headshots on us constantly and, like, yeah. wiping us out so many times, I would argue they're probably a PC player because their yep. aim is so much better. Yeah. Um, and there is a hack on PC where you can see items through like walls. And so it's like if you even if you hide like an item, somebody could potentially see it and be like, OK, we know to take them down and we know to like that's grab their stuff. Yeah. And so and that's what you get into whenever you get into like the console PC crossplay. Um, and it's like, you know, I don't I, I doubt that that probably was what happened. But it's like in that case, it's like there's not really much you can do in that case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just hope that you haven't like accrued three and a half hours worth of uh, of of time into a, a quest line or something like that at that yeah. point. I mean, I've had people, you know, sink my ship, take my take my uh, my my pigs and chickens and 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 like <laughs> all of my gear and stuff like that before, and I'm like, hey, that's totally fine. That's the game. It's called Sea of Thieves. It's yeah. not called like Sea of Benevolent People. You know, it's like I'm not like looking for people benevolent to be like sailors. <laughs> sea of Benevolent Captains. <laughs> Just they're gonna give you everything. Like, hey, by the way, I broke onto your ship. Here's a chest. Yeah. <laughs> we um, should do that sometime. Yeah. Just start get a bunch of loot and just well, give yeah. it to people. Aaron and but I then, actually did yeah, that. We left a chicken on somebody. Like they were they were diving into a shipwreck, and so we got on board. and we We're like, we need bananas, so we took all their bananas and left them a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Consolation <so> prize. <laughs> Think of how many bananas I could buy with that chicken. I mean, serious? <laughs> yeah, that's a great return on investment. That's what we thought. We were like, that was actually a pretty good trade, you know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, Listen, you, yeah. Next time you, you blow a bunch of holes in their ship, put, give them all the planks to fix them. <laughs> I wish that the just I wish that like you go down and start patching it for them. Yeah, just patch their own ship. They're like, who's working on their ship? <laughs> who's bailing I out wish, water? I wish that items could be interacted with between players, where it's like you just throw the stuff on the ground <laughs> and they pick it up. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would be that would be ideal. Yeah, and just scenario. start chucking planks at their boat. Here you go. Or just wish like their could... deck is just rolling full of cannonballs rolling around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish you could like load things into the cannon other than cannonballs. Like, here's some bananas. Pow! You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the banana cannon. <laughs> A banana. I don't know. I just. <laughs> Bananon? Oh my god! Anyway, so that was that was a little bit of a of of, uh, both of our gaming experiences this week. Uh, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Oh man, (laughs) (laughs) was it's like the follow up act? Yeah, I don't have much. I was doing I was doing a lot of traveling, so obviously I was playing my Switch a lot. Got um real deep into Mario Odyssey. Oh, dude, I love love that game, dude. So good. Um. I had only like really gotten into the first world, no second world, um, and then hadn't played it for a long time. And dude, like I I busted through like three or four more worlds. So good, man. Um, yeah. I love what it, world dude. are you in right now? I am in. I just finished the wood the woodland one. Yeah, I love um, it with the sky with the, with flowers. Yeah. Did you yeah. fall off of it at one point? Uh, no. Should oh, I? Mm, Should I fall off the edge? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, already, Maybe. I already finished it. No, Should you I can go always back go back. And, you can go back and, go back and fall off the edge? Um, if you is, would there, like, is there a you moon can. down there? I don't know. 
Well, what's down there? You should find out. Like, that's the crazy thing about that game. And it's similar to, like, with Zelda. Like, and it's not to the extent of Zelda where you can, like, go clear something, a completely different spot than I cleared first and, like, experience something that I will never experience in my 200 hours with that game. But, like, Mario, there are things that, like, I've heard people talk about where I'm like, I missed that completely because I just didn't happen to do the series of things that it would take to trigger something like that. So that game is huge. Yeah. That, I mean, there's, I feel like I'm going to, obviously you'll probably have to go back. Like the, the thing that, that, that gets me is like, whenever you told me, like when I already started, like you, like, Hey, you, you possess all the powers to get all these moons at the beginning, you know, like, yeah, I haven't figured out how to do some of these crazy things that people do, like jump on the hat, jump on the hat, jump on the hat, jump. Like I can't figure out how to do that stuff. Yeah, like yet, I, I can least. show you. Okay, it takes. I got the, the moves. It All took right. me a really long time to <laughs> to figure that one out, like to figure out like how to do that. Because mm-hmm. um, I didn't know it was possible until I saw somebody do it over like these crazy waves that were coming yeah. in and stuff, is- and it's like, wow, I don't know how. Um, but yeah, like you possess all of the powers from the beginning. It's weird. It's crazy. Um, and then also, uh, earlier in the weekend, I forgot last weekend, I played a lot of, uh, super lucky's tale Ooh, on Xbox. I Another saw that platformer. on my, on my feed. Yeah. It's good. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's not bad. Compare. Oh, super Mario Odyssey is way better, <laughs> but this, the super lucky's tale is simplistic enough. Mm-hmm. I, it's very frustrating at times. Um, super lucky's tale. Yeah. It's not, it's not. As exact, it feels really floaty. Hmm. Um, some of the 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 uh, things you have to do are very repetitive. Hmm. There are puzzles that are not complicated enough. Interesting. It's funny, like with uh, with Mario, like specifically Mario to other three D platformers. I always find the biggest problem I have with a lot of other 3D platformers is that I don't know where the edge of anything is. Whereas like with Mario, I know exactly whenever I'm standing like right on the edge of something. Yeah. And then you can like literally like if you go an inch further, he'll like hang off the edge. Whereas like other platformers, you just kind of like it's it's a it's a weird where you're like, I don't really know where the edge of this is. I think I'm right on the edge. And then you do it. You know, there's like a Lego um, playing like through uh, some Lego City on my 3DS or not my 3DS, sorry, my Switch. Um and uh, and like jumping around, like doing some platforming portions of that, I'm just like, man, there's some there's some definite spots here where like I thought I was I night right next to the edge was not right next to the edge, or yeah. like thought I had extra room, did not have extra room. So the last thing I'll say about Super Lucky Sale, this is a game design decision that I'm like I don't understand this at all. So there's this over there's this overworld between worlds. You jump into these things, kind of like it's kind of like if you you know as Mario and Super mm-hmm. Mario sixty four, you're jumping into paintings. Well, you just go into these worlds and do these things, and you can collect lives and stuff stuff like that, um, coins in the like in between overworld. Hmm. You can die in this overworld <laughs> by falling. There's no enemies. <laughs> it's just you fall off the map. Because the platforming is so inexact and floaty, mm. and but why even why even let you do that? Well, I think there yeah. should be no die, and then you actually li- you lose lives <laughs> and all your coins. That's really weird. I think Mario sixty four you could like f- take fall damage in the castle, but like there also might have been enemies at, at points like down in the bottom of it and stuff. So like I, I it's it wasn't like it was necessarily like a safe zone. So I don't yeah. know. That's weird, Chris. Well, we are going to review Ready Player One. We are. But first, the pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. (laughs) 
First of all, that was like the smallest pick of the week I've ever heard over there from Fultron. That was a good one. I like it. All right. So who mm. wants to go first? Chris, you said you had a weird one. Sure. Um, ben Affleck's back tattoo. Have you seen it? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I've should, heard about this, but I don't should, know what it is. You should pull it up on the, uh, the old Googles there. So um, about two years ago, uh, people got some snaps of this crazy weird back tattoo on Ben Affleck's back. And it's like this multicolored, weird-looking phoenix thing. It was literally, whenever I put Ben and then put A yeah. into Google, it was literally the third thing down. Yeah, it was it's ben, ben Affleck's it's back tattoo. It's a hot thing right now because it's resurfaced. He went, to, <laughs> he went to the beach, and someone got some more snaps of it. Well, no, sorry. i got to back up. First time, everyone's like, what in the heck is this? And he's like, oh, it's just a movie I'm doing. It's, a, it's for a role. And then we never saw a movie with featuring this back tattoo. Well, now <laughs> two years later, it's it's resurfaced. It's literally real. <laughs> I mean, he was so embarrassed by it. It actually looks kind of awesome. No, no, no. What? Hold let me on. see it. The kind of phoenix looking thing. Yeah, it's everybody search for it on your phones right now. It's just not the it's not the greatest. So <laughs> you know, like, and uh, like what I think is hilarious before is that he was so embarrassed by it that he lies about it and says that's for a role. But now he just doesn't care, and he's yeah. like, "Well, I'm I'm going I'm going uh, I'm going to show it." So he finally, so the New Yorker ran this big article about it, and uh, he finally tweeted, and um, because they were like, "Well, you know, is he is this was was this from like whenever he split from um, Jennifer, Garner? Jennifer Garner, and he's the Phoenix rising from the ashes of their relationship or something like that?" Is he is Ben Affleck sad because there's all these sad Ben Affleck memes, sad Batman <laughs> memes and stuff. <laughs> You know, and so he replied at New Yorker, I'm doing just fine. Thick skin bolstered, bolstered by garish tattoos. <laughs> he's just he's loving it. Like, I feel like he's he's like at this point, he's just like, hey, I'm owning this. It's on my back. You know, yeah. I'm down yeah. with it. I mean, I mean, you have and to that's at like, some I point. Feel like, and I feel like like that's that's good. Uh, Even if you got that removed, it's not going to look pretty. Oh, uh, no. And it would take forever and way too much money. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you know, I, someday I hope someone, he tells a story of the back tattoo. And I honestly hope that he's just like, yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a dare, you know, yeah. like Matt Damon dared him to. Uh, <laughs> you don't accidentally get tattoos that big, though. Those take like weeks to do. I know. Yeah, that's true. Probably it's like a, multiple like appointments. Several different things. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. looking. Anyway. <laughs> well, what's, that's my that's my pick of the week. <laughs> what's your pick of the week, Fultron? <laughs> my pick of the week is Roseanne, mm. which is back on ABC, eight seven Central Tuesday nights. And when I say back, I mean she is back. <laughs> what's funny is I think you've had this as your pick of the week before. Whenever it was originally yeah. like announced. Did I? Yeah. I'm I, pretty sure. So I think this was last last episode you were on. Oh, uh, was it last episode or was, was it? It? it might have been two. I don't uh, know. I don't know. Regardless, I think you've mentioned this before. So you were a big fan of the show back in the day, right? Yes. How is the new one? Very good. Cool. It's really good. Like really good. <laughs> See, I was I was never a fan of the original and uh I never really like got into it. So yeah, I mean like I, I was just curious like if this one holds up. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it takes place 20 years later, obviously. And, uh, um, I mean, I don't know how much I can explain to people who didn't watch the original, but, like, it is the quintessential middle-class America. Like, the way Roseanne interacts with her family is just so freaking hilarious. 
and it I don't I don't know what it is. I honestly don't because it's not like I was raised in that kind of environment mm-hmm. where everybody treated each other like trash. But for some reason, I just <clears throat> I get it. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's her cynicism. I don't know. But like the first episode is all about how she voted for Trump and her sister Jackie voted for uh, Hillary, and they were just they they haven't talked to each other for the last two years since the election oh, because <laughs> Jackie's so <laughs> mad. And uh, it's Aunt Jackie is probably one of the best characters on the show. Who plays Aunt Jackie? Uh, Lori Metcalf. Yeah, she was just in Lady Bird. She plays the mom in Lady oh, Bird. Oh yeah, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, that was yeah. She plays mm-hmm. she plays Sheldon's uh, Sheldon's mom on Big Bang Theory. Oh okay, that's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> it's really funny. I enjoyed it. Was it is it always so? This was an hour, right? Well, it was two episodes. Oh, it was two episodes. Okay, yeah. okay. They kept saying it's a special hour long episode. No, they definitely played two theme songs. <laughs> well, I think like and honestly, like I feel like a lot of shows will do that whenever they come back from like hiatus on a season or like I'll have two episodes and it'll like on DVD, it'll be like two episodes, but they bill it as like, Oh, an hour long premiere event, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not really, it's two episodes, like right. part a part two or part one, part two, but yeah, yeah. that's cool. awesome, dude. Saw uh president Trump called Roseanne to congratulate her. <laughs> saw that in the so, news today. Apparently this has the highest TV ratings that ABC has had for that time slot wow. since 2006. Well, it's, they said it was like it was a uh, two million more than um, uh, than her finale. Yes, it's yes. wild. I mean, it's it hard beat to, out its own. Show. I, I wonder how many shows actually do that. Like where they they end the first time and then they come back with like bigger ratings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It beat out the premiere of Big Bang Theory. It beat wow. out any of. Any TV listing or any TV ratings for This Is Us? Wow! But yeah, so it man. I mean, it's it, it's interesting to have like something that people hold dear. I feel like it would be like if Seinfeld came back. Yeah, like to do an official like not just not true. like they did with uh with uh whatever Comedians it's called and Cars. Yeah, yeah, or but, no, career enthusiasm. Career enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. problem with that is it's behind the HBO like paywall. You know, right? But I mean, yeah. even if even if they came back like and it was like this is the start of a new season, like yeah. where it's like we are doing the show again. Yeah. Um, like I feel like it would blow everything out of the water. Or same with like Friends. Or same with <laughs> even like The Office. I feel like would be like that. Because uh, people if hold, it had if it had yeah the original cast. Right, if had the original cast, like if it, the same situation was true about some of these other beloved shows as well, like and yeah. maybe we'll, well see some of that happen because TV studios will look at this and be like, "Hey, we can just drop a ton of money and get you know the original cast of these things back, yeah. and just do like a six episode season or something." It like was that. such a rare thing because that is one of the hardest parts about doing like a reunion season is a getting everyone on board and and or like basically. You know, like there's always the, like the one actor who just doesn't act anymore, or somebody that got way too big and isn't gonna. Mm-hmm. Well, like I they mean, can't afford I feel, them. I feel like it's crazy. John mm-hmm. Goodman's, yeah, back Dude, on the show. Literally everyone who is a part of the main cast is back. There's not a single person who's mm-hmm. not there. Yeah, they even have both Beckys. There was two actresses that played Becky, and How they have they both of them that? on the show. They're both called Becky. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Well, no, 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 they're not both called oh, okay. Becky. Sorry. All right. Uh, Spoiler alert, if anybody uh, is wanting to watch it and hasn't yet, but this is how they do the Beckys. So they have the original actress who played Becky as Becky. Okay. And then uh, Sarah Chalk, who played Becky later on. And then towards the end of the the series, they kind of went back and forth and they would kind of like play off of that a little bit. Yeah. And break the fourth wall every once in a while. 
um, she plays a woman that Becky is going to be a surrogate mother for. And okay. so she, when they meet, like Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Chalk plays like this very like, like rich white girl, like, like very uppity and kind of, you know, is going to pay someone to have her baby for right, her right. and all this kind of stuff. And uh, Becky is like, you know, lower middle class, you know, Midwestern American. Yeah. Works at a Mexican restaurant, you yeah. know, like, and she's just excited to get $50,000. So, <laughs> so they meet and they're like, oh my gosh, we look so similar. And Sarah Chalk goes, you would look just like me if you were wearing makeup. <laughs> so it's like That's they really kind of play off the, That's awesome. the whole them playing the same person thing. So That's super interesting. So yeah. I guess like my, the only, the last question I have about it is like, it, as somebody who hasn't watched the original, like, is there value to watching like the, the new one or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. I think it, it's going to be able to stand on its own. The first episode is very self-referential as far as like where they, you know, plays, there's a lot it's of like, like updating where they're at. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Like the beginning, at the end of, of season nine, which was the last season, Dan dies. Like he's dead. And, which is John Goodman's character. Mm. And so they, they right. play on some jokes about that and stuff like that, but um and they they do some explaining as to why he's not dead. Mm. Um was and, it all a dream? No, it wasn't a dream. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah, it's there's just a lot of like, oh, remember this? Oh, remember them? Uh. Yeah, yeah. And it's not terrible. It's actually really good. They only do one of those. Like, you know how sitcoms, whenever they do like a reunion, they'll have like the character will walk on screen. Everyone claps for like yeah, 10 yeah. minutes. Mm -hmm. They only do that once. And that's for Dan's character because obviously that's hilarious. That's was, awesome. they, you know, it, he shouldn't be on the show, but he is, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, is this still filmed in front of a live studio? Audience? It is. They actually say that's it awesome. at the beginning of each uh, episode. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I, feel, I don't remember how many, there's not a lot of shows like, I mean, Big Bang Theory still does it. But I don't know offhand if I, any others I watch right now still do live studio audiences. Yeah, I don't know. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week, Steam World Heists. And uh, so on the Nintendo Switch, they had a sale last week. So they update their eShop every Thursday. So it might still be on sale. I'm just not sure. Um, but like the uh, they update their 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 shop with new games and sales and things like that. And after the podcast last week, I I logged onto the eShop and I was like, oh man, they have they have all of the Steam World games on sale. So Steam World Dig One, Steam World Dig Two, Steam World Heists. And I was like, Heists is completely different from the other games, which uh, I've talked about Steam World dig two on the podcast before um as like a platformer metroidvania thing this is a tactical game like it's a side-scrolling tactical game where you uh bring in a lot of uh, a lot of different characters upgrade their rpg like kind of things give them weapons equip them with various equipment that sort of thing but it's within the steam world universe and uh and it was on sale for like you know 15 bucks or something like that and i bought it it is awesome and uh i didn't really realize like it was as deep as it is and uh so like the uh over the week, I unlocked, like, I finished the first, what I perceived as the entire game. Like, as you unlock, like, the first uh, screen where there's these different kind of Mario-esque where you're like, oh, I'm going to go to this place and battle these people, go to this place, battle these people. And uh, and I, I finished that, but then there's a whole other screen that I, I maybe I'm halfway through, maybe I'm not. Maybe at the end of this, they add on more. Um, 
But the kind of conceit of the game is you are a bunch of uh, kind of steampunk-looking robots who are their only remaining uh, people on, like, the planet. And the planet's kind of, like, been blown apart. And so you're flying through space, basically. And so each different vessel that you fight is a uh, different vessel of pirates. So your pirates going through and you're plundering all of these uh, these various... uh, guns and and uh, you're grabbing water which is the main currency and uh and then each ship is procedurally generated to a certain point and so each time you load into one of these it's it's somewhat different than the time before as well so like if you have to replay something or if it's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to get some experience and and get something there it'll be completely different than it was before which is uh which is super fun from from that perspective like usually procedurally generated things i'm like i don't know how well that works because it's not necessarily planned out but in this case like the the framework that they have it working within where it's like okay here's the exit here's the thing and the path to get there is different every time and so you kind of uh experience a different aspect of gameplay and so there's a uh, there's also a a real-time element to it where you aim your gun and you can kind of like adjust it and choose like where to shoot and you can bounce it like it'll ricochet off the hull of the ship and so you can kind of like if somebody's hiding behind a barrel you can shoot it off of the corner and it'll bounce and hit them in the back and so it becomes like this really weird game of angles where you're like okay if i put this person behind these people and then shoot this and bounce it off of there then i'll end up you know taking it out and nobody will hit me so like that it's a uh it's a really cool kind of a tactical 2d game which is uh is is really fun so anyway if anybody's oh. interested. Yeah. Ready player one. <laughs> That's the theme song. Is it? I like yeah. it. I, I <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of jazzy. Ready you know? player it's, one. It's like jazzy, you know? I feel, I feel like we're, uh, you know, going into the, the, the casino. So out of, <laughs> out of the three of us, um, you know, like way back at the beginning of the year, I said I was going to read this book. Did not read this book. Um, Red got through the through the first chapter, halfway into the second. That's where I stopped. <laughs> that good, huh? I mean, not because it was bad. It was just I just didn't uh, just didn't make it happen. <laughs> it was a real page turn for you. Yeah. So, um, but you have. I yeah, I read it last summer. So um, you can fill us in on how well this follows the book. Okay. Um, we'll do some spoiler-free stuff, and then we'll we'll spoil it. Um, and so we can start wherever. I, I thought those were I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think you know like there we can talk about the spoiler stuff. Like there's some some things that I um, you know have questions about. But um, <laughs> you said you have like a bunch of questions about it. I do. I, I, yeah, I do. I mean, we'll we'll talk about those later. Um, I'm not the bad questions. I just don't know exactly. I don't know if I understand exactly. Uh, but the uh, there's a really fun movie. Um, like it's very um, it references pop culture a lot. Um, I don't know if it was like as well done in that way that I thought it would be just going in. It's, it's, it's kind of like some of it was, some of it was really incorporated into the story, yeah. but some of it was like, Hey, we're just going to show you this real fast. Okay. It's gone. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I don't know if that provides any value to, yeah. to the story. Um, I don't know. how do you feel about that? Yeah. It's, uh, I, I have, how does the book handle that? The pop culture stuff? Yeah. Better or worse? Uh, the book is like pop culture vomit. Like it's nonstop. Okay. Like really what does nonstop. That mean? It's way more heavy. Uh, like I, I don't want to get too into it, but the book and the movie are very different as okay. far as the pop culture references they make. Like um, they don't even make the same ones. No, they don't. Okay. 
Um, I wonder if that's like due to licensing, like where it's like whenever you go to like make this a- as a film, it's yeah. like, well, you can't really make this as a film and then use a reference from like your competitor's thing or like if they're just not willing to give it to you or, or yeah. if it's going to cost way too much to have like a Mario like as far license as, or as As far as stuff like this is from the trailer, so it's not too spoilery, but like uh, Z or Parsifal, the main character, he does not drive a DeLorean in the book. He mm. has a DeLorean. Mm as one of his vehicles that he can access in the game. Okay. But he, I don't think he thing. ever uses it. He talks about it, but he doesn't ever use it. Um, there, uh, uh, what's her name? Artemis. She doesn't drive the light bike from Akira. Mm. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's just a lot of like, all the quests that they go on, none of them are equivalent to what they do in the book. Mm. Interesting. So basically the the structure of what happens as far as like them going on a quest to find the Easter egg and all that kind of stuff, that's what's in the book. Everything else is completely replaced with other things. Interesting. And there's there's major parts of the book, story lines and even the finale of the book is completely different mm. than the movie. Finale. Interesting. So if you're a fan of the book, um, I mean, I, I don't know. Cause I, I wasn't a huge fan of the book. I thought okay. the book was fun, but it's not super well written. Uh, yeah. especially as far as like story beats go, there was just some random things. And I think that's, I think the movie does a better job of giving the key points in the movie a little more purpose. Mm. Um, I won't say anything more than this, but the coin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys know what that means. And if you've seen the movie, you know what that means. Uh, that was super random in the book and did not have near enough um reason to happen okay. in the book um it was just like a per chance he stumbled across it mm, kind of a thing mm-hmm. gotcha. where in the movie there was there Purpose. was some kind of meaning to it and then at the end they really pay it off yeah um so yeah interesting i mean i guess like the world aspect of it like so the setting and things like that that's that's basically the same then like the because like in the obviously in the trailers you have like the oasis which is the the virtual world and then the real world like the the kind of looking at both of those things from the book and then from the movie were they roughly the same like setup for both of them kind of thing yeah pretty much um i think in the book he's not from columbus ohio i think he moves to columbus ohio Mm. gotcha um and so there's some differences there. Um, but as far as like the IOI being this big corporation right. and all that, like, yeah, it's, that's pretty much the same. Like okay. the, the setting is the same and the basic plot structure is the same, but mm-hmm. the events that take place mm-hmm. are very different gotcha. from the book. Gotcha. Cool. So I mean, I thought it was really well acted. I, um, the, there was a couple times whenever I got like Harrison Ford vibes from, um, from Wade, like, yeah. Whenever he's like, um, what was it? Or was it? Whenever, like, whenever, well, no, never mind. That's spoilers. <laughs> I got Harrison Ford's Ford vibes from him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I, I thought they all did a, did a great job. I, I even loved, I mean, I, I liked them both, and I thought they were compelling as both the real world people, characters, as well mm-hmm. as the the avatars inside the, uh, the Oasis. What's interesting about like the way that they did the digital world versus like the real world, like the digital world was all CG and was clearly like, or I should say mostly CG, but it was clearly CG. Like they didn't, they never made like an effort to like make it completely real. Like well, there's, all, there's one part. 
That right, but it, like they all had had pretty much like this shine. That part blew to my it. mind. Yeah. Um, it yeah, had this was... these elements of like it, you can tell that this is like a a, a video game. Yeah, and, and I think I, mean, I each, think each character looked like that. Yeah. yeah, but I never like I never didn't connect you know how like whenever there's a cg character and like there's a real person's voice coming out of them like sometimes you'll be like i'm not sure if this really matches up or it's like you feel a little weird about it but like i never felt like the like their personalities weren't represented by their digital avatars like even though it was completely cg like well how how it was animated and how it was delivered was all like pretty spot yeah. on. Like there wasn't a time where I was, you know, going, Oh, that doesn't sound like the character from outside the world or well, unless whatever. And you know, unless it's something like this is this is a, uh, it's interesting because you know, you watch something like The Hobbit or uh World of Warcraft or something like that, and like, okay, you're supposed to, you know, disconnect your your brain from reality enough to okay, these are these digital like characters. Whereas like this is kind of like Avatar, where it's like you already you don't even have to like make that leap mentally, yeah. so you just more accept it more. I think because you're a, like even really if it doesn't comparison. match up, it doesn't matter because this isn't real anyway. You right. Know? Yeah. That's a really good comparison. Like because because like the world of Warcrafts or things like that, where they're they're kind of me- meshing these two things together. It definitely always like you always have this perceived thing of like, well, but is it? It's not really real. Yeah. With an Avatar, you're like you just kind of accept it because it, it this is the world. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it kind of has that more of the Avatar vibe. Uh, I would say it was funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Is the book not funny? The book doesn't really try to be super funny. There's Mm. some, there's some funny moments, uh, but I thought they did a good job. Uh, I forget the guy's name who played Halliday, but he's been in like every Spielberg movie in the last five years. Simon Pegg? No. No, that's the other guy. Oh, sorry. Um, let me see. Ben, oh wait, Halliday. Who's Halliday? The guy who owned the Oasis, Mark oh, Rylance. Mark Rylance, yeah. yes. Yeah. I thought he was he amazing. Did, he did fantastic. Oh, yeah, Some yeah. of the biggest laughs in the movie come from him. Oh, and Simon Pegg did amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Simon Pegg and was Ben great. Mendelsohn did amazing. Yes, T.J. Miller was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, and that was like that was a surprise too, because like whenever, know, whenever he T.J. Miller pops up, I was like, oh, this is amazing. You know, this is yeah. great. Um, I was actually thinking about him because they had the uh, the Deadpool two trailer before the movie. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm going to miss his character in Deadpool 2. And then he was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. The, uh, as far as like the, the overall kind of plot goes and, and it being funny, like I think it would have to be because like in a book, you can be ridiculous. Like you can have all these pop culture things and be like completely crazy. But like because you're reading it and you are like putting this into the context of your brain, it doesn't necessarily come off as like cheap and cheesy and stuff. But if like, as soon as you translate some of that stuff to screen, it can really go cheesy. And so like, you almost have to make it funny to like have a wink and a nod almost at yourself and be like, yeah. Hey, this is ridiculous, but it's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the humor, I mean, a lot of times I feel like humor is forced these days and I didn't feel like it was at all. No. And this, no. it was really good. It was good. Um, Music was okay. Um, it wasn't like super. It didn't stand out to me. I was wondering who did it. Like there were a few moments where I was like, "This was meant to feel like a Spielberg uh, movie." Are you looking up who did it? Yeah. Um, it felt like it was. It it wanted to be like a Spielberg thing, but it wasn't quite to like the ET kind of things. Like it never really achieved that like completely unique kind of thing. Um, it always felt like it was, uh, almost a shadow of the, the, what it was trying to reference a lot of times. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was, it did, it did its job well where it's like, yeah, there were times where I, I was amped up because of it. There's times where it was very chill. Um, but yeah, I, uh, 
It didn't necessarily stand out. More like a Marvel film almost than anything. He's done a lot of Marvel films. I was, I'm, I'm well, wait, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at this. There it is. Yeah, he's done a lot of Marvel stuff. I mean, that's why it sounds like that. Yeah. I mean, like it never really sticks out as like, oh man, this is the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 3D we didn't see. <laughs> uh, we were trying to. Which is so to. weird, dude. I double checked. <laughs> but okay. But watching the film, I'm glad we didn't because there was this, this uh, motif. I don't even know if it's a motif, but there was this constant camera movement that Spielberg was doing every time they were in the Oasis with this like hyperspeed spin around oh, everybody yeah. mm. at just like random times. And it was like so disorienting yeah. and not fun to watch really. Yeah. Like the whole dance scene, the party scene, which is in the trailer, there's a, there's a dance scene. And while they're dancing very elegantly, the camera is literally like probably like 20 meters away with like this, like hundred millimeter lens on it, just doing circles around and yeah. around mm-hmm. them at like eighty miles an hour, and I'm just like, why are we doing this? Yeah, there was a lot of weird camera movements, that, yeah. especially that, especially is, in the Oasis, which but, is very uncharacteristic of Spielberg, who's really usually very like uh, intentional with his camera movements. Yeah, well, and the, I feel like the cinematography on this was a lot different than a Spielberg movie normally. Yes. There weren't a lot of wide shots. There were a lot of it was extreme close-ups or like just like kind of close-up stuff. Like, I, you didn't ever lose the action, but mm-hmm. there wasn't ever anything that felt art artful about it. No, definitely I not. I mean, I thought like some of the uh, specifically the first kind of big event that you had in the Oasis, like big big thing. There uh, were some great long takes in there, which is very right. Spielberg, but. Definitely. Like, I yeah. mean, I definitely got that. That's what I was going to say is like these, these kind of like long things where action is happening all around and, but you're tracking with one kind of character. Yeah. It was kind of like, if that you've was seen, some cool stuff. If you've seen the adventures of Tintin, that scene in the Arabia village or whatever, where it's, yeah. it's not that long, but that kind of a thing where it's like different things are happening. The camera's just catching all these different things but happening in, in one take. Even in Tintin, I felt like it felt like there were some just like really cool shots, cinematography yes. in it. Absolutely. And then this, I was kind of like, yeah, that was just bland. Yeah, I don't know. It surprised me. That that, yeah. that really only surprised me for being a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, I also like with the uh, some of the some of the pacing. Like, how long was it? It was a pretty long movie, um, and there was some like interesting pacing choices, especially like uh, in the in the back third of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like two hours and twenty minutes. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it seemed like it was pretty long yeah. to me there near the back end. Yeah, well, and the thing is, uh, um, well, you can talk about more in the spoilers section, but like there were things pacing wise that felt weird but i i kind of chalked it up to well that must be something they like you know tried to pull from the book and they cut out something <laughs> but it sounds to me that maybe it wasn't yeah uh they there's also a few like moments where i was kind of like how did that character get there and that sort of thing yeah there's some like, time jumps there's some logical leaps you know yeah, like yeah but that's like par for the course for like a big action film sometimes, you know, it's like, I, I hate, I hate chalking it up to that sometimes, but it's like yeah. they exist in this movie just like they do in a lot of other movies. Yeah. Um, but I say go see this thing. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. That's where I'm at on it. Yeah. Um, I think it's fun. I think you should, you should go see it like in a, on a big screen. It's very adventurous and it's like, as I was watching it, like halfway through, I was like, this is kind of like, a well put together Michael Bay movie. <laughs> like it's fun to watch. Yeah, like it's yeah, eye candy, but yeah. it's, it's well done. Yeah. Like, and the humor is actually Dutch funny. Angles, I don't think. No, yeah. there was <laughs> Not, a couple <laughs> lens flares and there, you know, but there weren't the Dutch angles and the ridiculous, amazing vistas. Like there wasn't a big vista in this, you know, 
Although, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement. Okay. I might I, like I might it. be the only one that feels this way. <laughs> I don't think Spielberg should have done this movie. I mean, and here's here's why. Yeah. The dude is seventy plus years old. Yeah. Okay. And he's making a, a movie about video games mm. and pop culture references, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be ageist, but the dude has not exactly been on his a game lately yeah he hasn't done any like oscar winners or big huge things or anything well he did the post post. yeah but even that like the uh i don't know if i talked about on the podcast whenever he talked about the post confused me and like i'm like it was another one of these things i'm like why is he this doesn't feel like a spielberg film Mm -hmm. sometimes and some of these shots just awful yeah like some of the editing was awful yeah, and I think there was some there was some lines, and this is a this might be just a writing thing, and may not be Spielberg at all, but just some like unaware writing, trying to like sound like it's like when your mom tries to sound like you. Yeah, there's like a, few say that, a few lines, a few lines that were trendy, right? right? They used trendy, supposedly like he quote calls, unquote trendy. He calls co- his 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 aunt's boyfriend a noob. Yeah, and then gets and punched like, in the bro- face. <laughs> As if that's the, like the <laughs> biggest insult somehow, yeah. and it's like, uh, yeah. I Apparently mean, even, that yeah. Even in the dystopian like you know twenty fifty nine or whatever they're in, yeah. It's like even that far removed. Like I don't know if that word's going to even be in the vernacular, and then yeah. it definitely won't be at like the biggest insult. I mean, I feel like it, it's barely in our vernacular now, except as yeah. a joke. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's always done with like a ha 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 ha, you know. <laughs> Noob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, but he uses it completely unironically and completely seriously, and then he gets punched in the face for it. Or, you know, like, crazy so noobs on my lawn. Yeah. Like when it, when uh, Z tells H, he's like, oh my gosh, that's Artemis. And he's like, H is like, oh, the Artemis? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I watch all her, her all her what walk Twitch streams. Her walkthroughs walk and Twitch streams. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know about yeah. that. Well, and then there's, what was the <laughs> other one where he said something like, Fanboy, fanboy always knows a hater. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like that is all of these phrases <laughs> like are like bad hot topic t shirt. They're yeah. really, they're they're really trying, like they're really trying to like be the yeah. hip thing, but none of them are. And it's like I, I get that, I get. And that. I think it's just that kind of stuff where I'm like, you know, maybe somebody else should have directed this, like somebody younger, somebody. I feel like that's that's more of the like on the writing side of things, like where it's like that that is in, in a script, you know. I don't know. Like that just seems like that's just a weird one to, where it's like, oh no, yeah. we've have, we've have X number of references to modern you know language in this thing, and so I almost feel like that's a that's a script kind of a thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I did like the the vibe of the like real world and like how lived in it was, and I'm not sure that a different director would have been able to achieve that aspect of it as much like where we really didn't have much context for the real world almost at all in this, but right. it was delivered in such a way where I didn't necessarily miss much of that context. Yeah. I mean, the, my, yeah, my, I don't know. Like I've, I, I, I see both sides of it. Cause I've thought that too. I'm like, why in the world does Steven Spielberg direct this thing? Um, but then I'm also on the side of like, we've seen so many bad movies lately. Yeah. Maybe he salvages us from being a terrible one. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, uh, <clears throat> Who knows, man? I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think in my mind, like, who would I have rather had directed? And I don't have anybody in mind. Yeah, but I just felt like there, it just right. has. Yeah, like, that would have been cool. But like, like it just had this tinge of every once in a while of like your parents trying to be cool again yeah. type thing. Yeah, you know. But Definitely. like, but not to the point where it was unenjoyable. There no. were it just had a couple moments. Yeah, but, I yeah. loved 
all the uh, the the uh, so, so I think what I was getting at earlier when I was talking about like some of the pop culture references just didn't land right. I loved all the pop culture references from like the eighties. Yeah. It's the more current ones that didn't land right. Um, and that's kind of like, it feels like, it feels like that's a theme now, like all yeah. the current references, whether it's dialogue or whether it's, you know, like somebody from Overwatch showing up, like all of a sudden, just like out of nowhere. Yeah. They kind of felt pointless and meaningless and just kind of like throw away. Hey, we're here to make the kids happy. I also wonder, so I have read portions of the book. Like I started reading, like, I was like, Oh, do I want to get this book? And so like I read the excerpt, like first chapter or whatever on, yeah. on Amazon. And it's like, some of that like felt somewhat like the book too, where it's like the book, like you said, it's not like great writing, but it is gratuitous like amounts of references and yes. it's gratuitous amounts yeah. of like, Hey, and then there's this cool thing that you love and here's this other cool thing you love. And it's like, there, there's a certain element of that that definitely translates over to some of the like battle scenes and like the quick shots where there's a lot of characters on a screen yeah, because, right. because they kind of go, Oh, here's this cool character from overwatch. Here's these battle toads. Here's the, uh, the halo guys. <laughs> Wait, here's the, the whatever. Toads? They were, they, they were, were in there. Yeah. They were in there. They were the, so. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and I guess here's my other thing too. Like there was so many, so much stuff. Like the first time you see the uh, the Oasis, I'm sure there were tons of references in there. There was no time to see them because no. the camera's moving super fast. Yeah. I'm like, I'd have to pause this and like frame by frame it <laughs> just to figure out what all's in here. With like yeah. some sort of a digital pen, like circle it. Be like, is this? Is that somebody? <laughs> and superimpose their. Uh, you know. Speaking of enhance. Yeah, there's uh, well, there's a version of that. Well, but there was the way that he would review. I don't. I don't want to get too into it. We got to get to the spoiler section. Probably there's a cool effect that they do with like replaying memories. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, and all that stuff. Like, oh my gosh, um, so man, cool. So the set design, like, the, I mean, it, they felt like mini period pieces almost. Yeah, it was really really cool. Um, and also, like, I feel like it, it's interesting that a lot of. The only movie that I know that it's done the whole like, oh, and you go into the digital world and then you're in the real world, like incredibly well, other than this movie was like The Matrix. And The Matrix was basically like, oh, we're just going to go into the world that you know and that's the digital world. And then there's this completely out like crazy world. Or Tron. I feel like Tron did it well. well. Yeah, Tron. Tron totally does it well. Um, We'd mentioned that afterwards. Can we just stop for a second and just like have a moment of silence for how great Jeff Bridges is (laughs) in everything? Thank you, Jeff Bridges. Thank you. Um, Jeff Bridges, hashtag still you are. alive. <laughs> you are. Oh, no, this wasn't a rest in peace. It was just like, like man, you just think he's about the how dude, man. He's, he's the dude. He, yeah. He's um, the dude, man. He is the dude. So as far as that goes, like I, the, the, they delivered this place where I, I feel like those virtual digital worlds, like I f- feel like we were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. as fake as some of them looked like where it's like, it's meaningfully like purposefully, like this is a digital weird place where yeah. people are floating up and down and stuff. It, it felt real. Like where you're like, Hey, this is, could be a place that would exist. And it does that really convincingly well. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, f- I feel like they, they delivered on the world yeah, for sure. I mean, again, this is a really fun movie. I, I liked it a lot. I say, go see it. Um, you're not going to be disappointed. I don't, think no. um so like i don't know we just you know we reviewed pacific Rim uprising last week and <laughs> i listened to that yeah did you see the movie yet no okay. i don't want to no, this, you chris did you like the first one i thought it was okay it, okay, it didn't okay. really hit home for me definitely better than pacific Rim uprising this movie yes yeah yes yeah 
<laughs> All right. I think it's time to spoil this thing, guys. What do you think? Yep, let's do it. Okay, so we're going to spoil this. And I'm going to give people a little bit of extra time while I'm, I'm talking here. So five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. H is a girl. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the uh, the characters. So along those lines, like that team of characters, I thought that was a really cool thing, and it, that actually got better. Like in the back half of the movie. Well, the, yeah, they became more of a team. Right. Well, and yeah. then even at that, like it was just he was like, oh, and then you're the best friends of uh, you know these one other other people, and you're like, oh, those are kind of throwaway characters or what yeah. Dido or whatever. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. there's like references is what I was thinking. I was like, oh, they were just gonna reference like these other players that he plays mm-hmm. with, but then like they end up showing up later, yeah. and you're like, I, these people are great. I yeah. like like this yeah i liked that a lot um and i liked well so like the one thing i did miss so this is uh, as we got toward the end of the movie there's things like oh, did i miss that when did they name the team whatever it was yeah named? i don't know the oh, high no. five so yeah, that was a, that was a big joke like i loved that because like he's trying to get high fives from people well, yeah, the when, entire movie when did they name it that it was just right at the end <laughs> It's like everyone already knew it's the high five. Well, I'm like, okay. I, yeah, that, that's one of those like time jump things where it's like all of a sudden we're outside the vehicle and we've like apparently signed these papers or whatever. And psh, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, it was a weird edit, like where it's like, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what this is. But I thought that was a funny joke because he, yeah, he I mean, it was an ongoing thing. Like I almost would have rather than not even mentioned it or like made it a joke at the end of the movie, paid it off. I just wish that he'd gone through the entire movie trying to high five people and yeah. then getting denied every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it made it cool. It's not cool. <laughs> don't, don't high five people that don't want to be high fived. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we gonna I, we have a shirt that says don't high five me bro <laughs> are we are we assuming that the book can be spoiled in this yeah. section as well okay i would say so because like i mean how do you how do you have this conversation without talking about the book yeah yeah that's fine okay um okay the ending of the book mm-hmm. first of all the the structure of the book the yeah, one thing the big difference fast, yeah the big difference in structure like yes we have like uh we know there's a key uh, Parsifal finds the first key, okay. and then he's given the clue to the next one. Right, so that that's how we progress through the story. Okay. But in the book, the <clears throat> the way it goes is test, beat the test, get the key, go through another test. If I'm remembering this right, this I think this is how it went. You do something to get access to the key, and then you have to do the do a test to get to the door to get to the door or something like that to get your next clue. Uh, okay, hmm. so <laughs> some more stages. Like they took this and yeah. watered it down basically to three distinct things were, rather than multiple kind of steps within those. Right. Steps. Were any of the challenges the same? I think I don't remember exactly because it's been almost a year since I read the book. I think the only thing that was the same was uh, playing adventure. Mm, for the last the thing. End. But that was just to get into the test. So it's like oh gosh. He okay. did he played adventure and then the test at the end was he had to reenact. This was this is why I was like I, I have to see how they do this in the movie. And they just didn't. <laughs> um they reenact the entirety of the sparrow scene, the African or the African swallow scene in uh uh Holy Grail, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And he has to reenact it word <laughs> for word. Whoa. And so, and that <laughs> was usually how it went. Like, and then the time before that, it was like he had to reenact breakfast or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh my gosh. The whole movie? Like a certain scene from it. Oh, wow. 
Uh, and so that was always the thing was like, can you reenact this entire thing mm. without slipping up? Hmm. And uh, they kind of alluded to that with the shining uh, sequence. Yeah. And um, was the was the shining in? No. The, By the way, that's so the best part. In the like, book, so yeah, that's, freaking that's, that's, amazing. That's oh, that was amazing. In the book, there is no race at the beginning. That is okay. not how they do that. There is no shining sequence. Okay. There is a battle. Does at it the take end. place on Planet Doom? I don't remember if it was called Planet Doom or not. It might have been. Is the whole like shield thing? Is that yes, happening? that was a thing. Um, but there's also like, uh, so the two Japanese guys, they're brothers in the book. What? Like he's his older brother. Pretty sure they were in this too. Yeah, did they? I just thought they were friends. I don't think they ever defined. I don't it, know really. if they defined. Yeah, I mean, I assumed they were because, like, especially he was, whenever he was so young. Yeah, the the eleven yeah. year old kid is like was getting complimented by Wade where Wade's like, you are the coolest 11 year old on the planet. Yeah. And then his brother goes, he knows that already. He's like, he's like, I know, but I want to hear it from him. You yeah. know, and it's like, <laughs> that was such a, like a brother moment where so, I'm yeah. just like, that's awesome. Where it's like, and there's also like each other. They're not friends in the book. Who? Like, uh, the Japanese guys and the rest of the crew. Oh, so like in the book, the way it goes is you just have Parsifal on his own. Okay. Uh, and his friend H, who he's never seen in real life. Yeah, yeah. Right. They go to school together in the Oasis and all this kind of stuff. And they go, to school. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's like school in the Oasis, and uh, there's also like a bully, like that wasn't in the movie or whatever. Um, Is his name Biff? <clears throat> no, <laughs> might as well have been. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. But um, then he meets Artemis in the Oasis, and. They know of show and I forget the guy's Dido. name. Tido. Yeah. Dido. Yeah. Yeah. He, they know of them because they're super good at the game, right? Mm -hmm. They're super good at like, they're always like a few steps behind Artemis and Parsifal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> uh, towards the end, they do meet up, but the older uh, Japanese guy gets killed by uh, IOI. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um. And so that's why the younger brother teams up with them Ooh. to help. And there's also a whole section in the book where Parsifal gets super rich from all the, like, finding the first two things. And it basically goes to his head and he moves out of Ohio and finds an apartment. Oh and, like, he turns um, into a bad Spider Man. Basically, he, <laughs> like, he like, abandons <laughs> everybody and, like, doesn't talk to anybody for months and months and months. Months? This is yes. Like and he too. gets, like, he gets like sponsored and all this kind of stuff, and he has like all this high tech gear in his own apartment, and like is like living. Uh, and it, I think at one point, I think in the book, he's the one who gets put in the. Uh, oh wow! What do they call it? Yeah, um, the loyalty center. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one, not Artemis, that gets put in there, and he <laughs> he ends up making enough money to get out. But wow, yeah, of course, it's very convoluted. Like the book is way more like, <laughs> yeah, just kind of random. Yeah, yeah but. I mean, what you're describing, I feel like I prefer this. Yeah, yeah, the and challenges. that's kind of what I meant. Is like the book's not very well written. It's just like it doesn't have a great like yeah. arc to it. Um, but yeah, really interesting. I don't I mean, know how compelling those challenges would have been. Like on screen anyway except for the Monty Python one because that's hilarious. But right. like, but it uh, was totally like, just watch the Monty Python because it was just like. Like they have the that script. huge battle outside of that castle, yeah. which was in the book, and they did a great job in the movie. But it's just it was depicted as this humongous thing, which is mm -hmm. people with huge mechs and just yeah. everybody bringing everything they had to Gun the table. Suits. Yeah, that was awesome. And then it's by like the he gets yeah. to the very end, and everything's just like 
climax, like climaxing to this incredible point, and all of a sudden, uh, it like describes it's like a chapter break, but like he just comes back and he just hears like a <laughs> off in the distance, and he realizes he looks down and he's got coconuts in his hands, <laughs> and he's like, "What's going on?" And Artemis is like talking to him, and she's like, "What is it?" And he's like, "I'm in Monty Python." I have to reenact the swallow scene. <laughs> it's just like that's the ending of the the entire adventure is him just reenacting oh the uh, swallow scene from Monty Python. Side note: Apparently, all of Monty Python is coming to Netflix. Holy cow, dude! That's really crazy. That's gonna be amazing. That's like a ridiculous <laughs> amount of of stuff, like yes. content. That's amazing. Um, about like that's why like I I feel like to to make this movie, you almost have to take all of that stuff and like boil it down into like what it, what it became. And that, yeah. that's where I feel like the third act kind of like w- jumped. And I was like, well, maybe there was more in the book. Yeah. Because that's, like, that's what I'm thinking. Because well, in whenever the book, he, gets, he doesn't meet Artemis or H until way later. Hmm. Like, I mean, and he, like he doesn't meet H until like way, way, way till the end of the book. The biggest jump to me was, um, whenever, <coughs> hang on, let me think. There, there was a huge jump whenever, right before Io shows up, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden they know where they're at. I'm like, I don't really understand how that happened. Oh, it was the guy. They followed the guy. Mm-hmm. Th- that's right around the point where, like, I... I perceived the first like little bit of like, whoa, where are you? Like jumping, jumping around. Oh, I know what it was. It was, okay, so it's, it's whenever... It's, it's right there, and then they come in, and then all of a sudden... Io has solved part of the puzzle. Yeah. And because they cracked the first lines and found the fortress. I'm like, yeah, we didn't we, even yeah. really get to see what the third clue but was. We also didn't even see. They that, said it once, but then we didn't figure it out. We didn't yeah. see that they had even finished the second one yet. The last time we had gotten an update was this hilarious moment of like, yeah, they, you know, they're stuck in the shining and it's like, up the, you know, shows all of these people getting wiped out by all the shining stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, like, then they had solved that, and then he asks, how do they solve the first half, or how do they know where the, the last thing is? The fortress was. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> I think I mentioned it to, to you, like, as it happens, like, uh, H comes down from Detroit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... In, she, like, she, five minutes She texts there. him. Like, Artemis, Artemis texts texts her, and the uh, and Dido and, uh, and show, like, and they just are there the next second. Yeah. And you're just like... Huh. Detroit's yeah. not that close no. to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. That's a good six hour drive. Yeah. But like I was I was curious if if like <clears throat> they were like waiting there or if the book like explained any of that that kind of stuff. Like those little small like and that's like the only time that I perceived there to be like a, a jump of like logic of like, oh, the bad guys now know something we didn't know they knew. And then also time where it's like all of a sudden it's it well, had to have been a couple of days later. I also don't understand the well, sorry. Was that kind of, was that stuff in the book? Which which? Stuff? Well, I mean, I don't know. Was did they come from Detroit? Is like, any of that more explained? Uh, yeah, but it happens way later, and it, it's it's at a point where like this made it. It was like I'm with Artemis. I flee, leaving Artemis behind, and there's H yeah. to rescue me. Right. It wasn't like that. It was, uh, I think in the book, Parsifal is. He's hiding out somewhere. He's trying to hide from IOI because they know his identity and he's trying not to be seen. And Artemis contacts H and tells H to go pick him up. Hmm. And so there's like a, a decent road trip that happens. Okay. Gotcha. So, and like H shows up and there's this woman sitting there and he's like, H? 
She's like, yeah. <laughs> I loved how they turned it That's on awesome. and said, like, whenever earlier she was like, hey, it could be, this could be, a, what, did, what did she say, a 40? Oh, I, whatever it was, like, she explained, oh, it could be somebody living in their parents' basement, and they're, you know, they're giant, named they're Chuck. like, yeah, yeah named she, Chuck. She could be Chuck. Yeah. Like, that was funny. <laughs> and then they play, they turn it on its head, where instead of a woman being a man, it's a man is a woman. Yeah. And like, oh, I understand why she's saying that. Right. You know, that type of thing. That was kind of cool. And I, and I even liked the whole, like, uh, hey, uh, what, so the one of the, what was his name, Show? Show was a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, he made that comment. I was like, what did he say? Something about... Do wanna... I have to have a sign on my forehead that says, I'm an 11-year-old, shoot me <laughs> Shoot or me first. Yeah, shoot <laughs> me first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, okay, so, so there was that. Um, I didn't understand the sequence with um, Artemis when she went... To go get in uh, that the like command chair. What yeah. in the world did she do in there? I think she was trying to plug in, like or or something. Because um, she didn't do anything. She just talked to Wade, right? I think like she was trying to find a place. She to was plug looking in. something up. Oh, you're right. It was the directions for to how to how to mm. uh, disable that uh, yep. shield. That's yep. right. That's did that right. Happen in the book. I can't re- yes, there was a shield. I don't remember cuz the the character that um TJ Miller TJ Miller plays, I don't remember him in the book, at least okay. not in that way. There might have been I think there was like a sidekick to uh to the bad guy, but I don't think it was that kind of a character. Yeah. Like a bounty hunter kind of a kind right. of thing. Yeah. I don't remember that. So, the two things, can we talk about the two things that I don't understand at the end? Yes. Number yes. 1 well, first, uh, I'm trying to remember Ben Mendelsohn's character's name. What was what was his name? The the yeah. bad guy. It starts with an N. I have I can't. Okay, remember. cool. So anyway, <laughs> the the bad guy. So he why does he not shoot Wade at the end? I don't understand that. I think we like okay. So that was in in one of my like as I was watching, I was like, okay, this is like one of the like strangest Spielberg kind of esque things where it's like, I think he walked up and saw the, the joy and understood what the Oasis really like that it was in the right hands or whatever. And so he chose to not do it. Like that was his change of heart. Like, so it's essentially the bad guy a pretty, had like, a lot of had, like a, had like a redeeming <laughs> thing, but that's the only explanation. I just thought it was like a realization of like, cause we know he's a coward, right? Yeah. And so true. like, I just thought it was a realization of like, if I I've shoot lost. these people here, it's game over. Like, well, I mean, even if he shot him, like, too. he'd be arrested right then, you know? Right, yeah. right. I mean, all, it is weird. The police show up all of a sudden, he's he, he's okay, and they have this like paramilitary force going around busting in people's houses. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and drones that are like blowing yeah. up everybody's homes and stuff. Like, the, it, we, that was the first time we saw the any any other military force and a check and balance on, right yeah and so like you know I, I don't know like that moment was strange i felt like but okay. I, I either thought okay change of heart but i guess that also makes sense yeah. of like hey i'm never making it out of here if i do this so okay. self-preservation so the, who's the creator what is his name starts with an h halliday halliday okay so halliday what does he mean at the end whenever he's like uh you, you're not what did he say you're not an avatar or something you're not a 
Yeah, that wasn't in the. I felt like they implying? were trying like like he's still alive. No, because he said no, I'm not still alive. But what does that mean? Then? He digitized his brain and put it into the game. I'm or guessing like that's somehow, what they tried to. Or like, maybe that the imply? Oasis is him, like in some way, or is his brain in some way. I don't know. I don't that know. wasn't in the book. Like in the book, he's dead. He's dead, dead, dead. He's well, I mean, just dead. <laughs> and that's such a very like ethereal kind of a thing, anyway. Where it's like, oh man, you know, because you made this thing, you I don't feel like die. They, I felt like he was trying to make a point, like some profound yeah. statement about life or something, because they've been rattling off all these things about how important life is, and mm-hmm. you know, reality versus you know the <laughs> oasis. And then he says that thing, and I'm like, is that the is that the is that the point? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah. It almost undercuts the point of like digital worlds aren't as important or whatever yeah. because it's like as real world because like he if he digitized himself and put himself into this world and he's living forever there then it's like wouldn't then that be that would be the thing to do the thing like more important you know or whatever so I don't know it's a it's it was an interesting like a weird thing to throw in there at the end um, that's confusing his pal like the guy I didn't really understand maybe you can explain from the book so the uh, what happened why why did his friend leave. Why did they fall? They didn't really explain why they had a falling out. Well, I think it was just the direction of the, of the, yeah, it was like the, the idea behind it. Like, like Halliday wanted it to just be this. He wanted it in the book. They described that Halliday wanted it to be free. Um, and he wanted it to be a game. He didn't want it to be like this, like, commercial thing and i mm-hmm. think og was kind of more in favor of like not to the point that that the bad guy was but you know monetizing it to some extent and having some kind of like business model behind it you i know? think in this so so but in this one it was interesting like <laughs> as they were having that conversation about like in the memory yeah. as they're having that conversation and he's saying like but I just want it to be a game. And he's and he said, yes, but it's more than that. And you have to build protections in for people. Yeah. He's like, people are, are, aren't, aren't just living in other video games. They are, but they are living in your world. So you have to build yeah. this thing around knowing that. And so yeah, I, I think, think Og wanted more structure. He wanted, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to Facebook it basically. I mean, and also maybe not to that extent, but I mean, I would give it. He wanted to give it more structure, and like they talk about how Holiday hated rules and all this kind of stuff, and he wanted it to be a playground. I more took it as like less monetization, like in the movie anyway, less monetization and more along the lines of like the whole hey, turn it off every once in a while because it isn't, you know, it's it's not real or whatever. So yeah, the 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 line about like hey, we can. This is how much we can. Put ads in eighty percent of our users' vision before they have a seizure. Yeah. That was Holy hilarious. Crap, man. Like, ultimate stimulation. How out of touch do you have to be? Well, I mean, but I mean, at the same time, like I could, I could hear somebody saying that to like stockholders with something where it's yeah. like, oh man, yeah. we can fill this thing with a bunch of you know microtransactions well, forget, you know, that are like, harmful. There's that stat about how many ads you see on a daily basis. It's like thousands. Yeah, yeah. that's insane to me, honestly, because yeah. like most of them are so subconscious, you don't even recognize them yeah. right well i mean and it's like how many can you see without it affecting your life negatively i guess and or so, yeah like, or sub- subconsciously making you buy heinz ketchup yeah people are absolutely <laughs> doing that research like people are absolutely out there in the world being like how many things can we put on screen you know that are ads before somebody you know has a really negative it's reaction true, it's so true. it's like you know i love that it was awesome um i'm gonna say if 
they start turning off Xbox Live on Tuesdays and Thursdays, <laughs> I'm gonna throw a fit. Yeah, cannot do that. Yeah, I, I also that like, was a little different from the book too. I think in the book, he says he leaves it on. I don't rem- I don't remember if they did the Tuesday and Thursday thing, but he was like, I I thought it implied that he never went back to the Oasis. Oh wow, that him and Artemis just completely quit being in in the oasis altogether mm-hmm. he owned it and left it on but yeah. he didn't uh that's interesting yeah. i i it's something that i found like where i was like okay are they are they gonna at all get into like the online kind of trolling thing or like get into like and they really didn't have anything get like that where they didn't really have yeah <laughs> because i mean like you have this vr world where everybody exists in the same space it's like you're gonna have the jerk who like gets like stands right in front of you and like 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 in the non-combative load-in lobby of Fortnite. Occasionally, you just get like ridiculous people who are just like, "I've got this machine gun." It's like I'm not doing any damage, but I'm just annoying you for the yeah. 30 seconds of load-in. And so it's like you know you would totally get that. You would get like the weird like people like teabagging people or whatever. Like it, <laughs> like I mean there would be all sorts of nuts things. Yeah. And so like nuts they didn't things. they didn't <laughs> oh gosh they didn't address any of that like in this. And it's like I'm fine with that because they had a story to tell they had a specific narrative they had to tell but it's like at the same time if this was the future like there you can guarantee there would be trolls yeah everywhere. i mean well honestly i think everywhere. i think it's a i think it's a pro because that would have just annoyed the crap out of me of course um <laughs> yeah the, can you imagine in that big battle it's just one guy kind of off in the corner just teabagging somebody that's dead <laughs> i mean oh my gosh that'd be oh. i'm actually kind of shocked it's not in there well I mean, and i think that's you know we go back to steven spielberg you're like does he even know what teabagging is yeah. you know like <laughs> If you're gonna, he knows what a noob is. I mean, does he? <laughs> I mean, so I mean, but at the same time, like you said, like it. at the same time, like I, maybe he was the perfect one to do this because he doesn't like yeah. get into like the online kind of trolling aspect of things. He doesn't necessarily realize that that exists. So like, this is an idealized <laughs> future of like a VR coexisting world. Yeah. And so I mean, having that kind of shining look on your face and be like, hey, it's not crazy that people are completely lost in VR for however long you know and and spend their entire lives in there and lose fortunes and that sort of thing like even to the point of like at the very beginning of this the dude like is going to jump out the window because he like lost all of his his money yeah and uh, and they stop him but it's like he, it, that tackle spielberg like <laughs> plays it off like a joke you know yeah. where it's like oh man this is you know oh he'll come to his senses later but at the same time like you need that idealized view to make this movie yeah. whereas if you had that darker future and it's like more along the lines of the dystopia or the blade runner or like whatever and it's like, oh man, this is this is gonna be intense and crazy. Mm, so Blade Runner. Uh you said the word shining. Let's talk for a second about that shining scene. Number one, I don't know how they pulled half that off. I don't either. Like I would assume like the girls, they didn't look like a digital recreation. They didn't. Did they pull that from the original print, I wonder? I don't know. And the same thing with locations because like so uh David Wilkinson, we he's been on the podcast I think twice. Once yeah. a long time ago and then uh maybe a year ago or something like that. So he's gone to the shining place and the the interesting thing is like the room with the stairwell and all that kind of stuff. They've actually altered like physically altered that building. It doesn't even look like that anymore. Like there's a a a, a first floor and and um uh a, a low roof like where the stairwell is yeah and so like that room does not exist but yet it was there and looked realer than anything else that we saw in this movie yeah 
so was that a shot for shot like where it's like that shot actually happens like in like do all of those shots actually happen like where where the elevator blood scene that first shot even though H is standing in the middle of it the way the blood came out of that yeah. elevator looked I don't like I would have to see a side by side but in my brain that's exactly how it looks when it comes out I of feel the like door. It's a closer shot. It is a closer shot but yeah. it's the same the blood comes like out the same. The way yeah. it comes out the ripple and the fall uh-huh. like so I guess they just had somebody maybe digitally recreate it or they digitally like put in these characters into this other scene like I well, mean like the, so the woman in the tub goodness. Yeah. she looked exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Well in my mind I think that's kind of like a uh uh, Blade Runner 2049 thing. Yeah. I don't want to spoil that right now, but like they did an, an amazing <laughs> CG recreation in yeah. that movie that could have easily, like it was almost the exact same kind of setup here. Yeah. Interesting. I mean like, cause like coming down those stairs into that room, they put like the grain, the film grain on it and everything. Yep. And yeah. I'm like, it looks this, like the real set. Yeah. Dude. That same shot of like a slow pan down well, the stairs. Like I think that happened yeah, in so the, the, one, the one down the stairs, but then it, in the movie, if I'm remembering correctly, Jack is sitting there typing yeah. in that, like, coming down. So they'd have to remove him. Um, and then I think there was, like, the the wide shot from – because you see him typing – sorry. In, in The Shining, you come down the stairs, you see him typing from the front. And then it's panning to the right, you see him typing from the back, and his wife is walking down the stairs. Yeah. Like, that's what I remember. And maybe they just, like, took all that out and, like, you know – Jumbled it, it up somehow. Out. Yeah. Um, but there were some shots that were obviously CG, like when H is being carried down the like with the blood oh, yeah, through yeah. the hallway. Yeah. That stuff still, looked CG, but it still looked good though. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I think it just yeah. looked CG because obviously you can't get those camera angles. Yeah, but like, dude, in my brain, like whenever we walked, I was like, we are now in The Shining. Well, never they went into the dance floor. That like camera moved through the wall. That happens in The Shining. Yeah, like that was crazy. The way that that was all handled and like the fact, like the thing that made it, because it wasn't necessarily scary, like it wasn't meant no. to be, but the fact that like H had no idea what yeah, was going right. on. Yeah. That's, that was the best part. <laughs> like that was amazing because you're like, because in one of you watched The Shining the first time, you're like, oh no, don't do this. Don't do this. Right. Yeah. And it's like this horrible, like horrifying moment. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's this funny moment where you're like, don't do this. Don't yeah. do this. You're making all the wrong mistakes, you know? And, well, so, and they use the old woman scene, which is the worst scene in the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So that was just yeah. Like uh, so, I I love that. Like number one, The Shining is one of my favorite movies, um, and I love the fact that they used that and did that. I don't know. It was just so cool. Yeah, the way that they used that. My, I just want a whole movie like that. I also <laughs> think like I also wonder like if Steven Spielberg hadn't directed, if it had been like a newer kind of a director, like could they have achieved the same level of like Probably we not. are living yeah. in The Shining right now? Probably like, not. How is this possible? You know, so because like because yeah. he knows those techniques, like he does this, you know, knows those people. Probably well, him and Kubrick were were buddies, you know, so like he he has kind of Kubrick's mind sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so like I mean I that part of it alone like makes me like I I 100% I'm so happy that like yeah. that exists in this movie because it's like holy cow that yeah. I've never seen that in, in in another movie like that's very unique where it's like this other classic film brought back to life with a twist where the same things happen but it's like you have the different emotion with it yeah yeah, yeah I kind of want to see like a movie jumper like movie yeah like we go into well and that's what i thought they were gonna do because they had the like oh the in the books they had the whole reenactment of ferris bueller i was like Mm -hmm. dude are they gonna do like digital recreations that look like these movies yeah (laughs) so i thought they were gonna do it because i was like oh man that's gonna look so cool but they and they went a different route and it's fine yeah 
Um, I think it's also for, for people who have read the book and who like it, this might be like a different take on it. It's like, I realize like some people are like, Oh, it's not as good as the book or uh, every single adaptation will have that go down, have that discussion of like, Oh, it's not as good, but it's like this one took like, because it's vastly different from the book. I wonder if it will stand kind of alone where they're like, Hey, it's different than the book, but it wasn't trying to be the book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also like, what what were the scenes that they do in the book? You said Ferris Bueller. They did off. Ferris Bueller and they did uh, the swallow. Okay. From- so I think Ferris Bueller is just the only one in that where I'm kind of like, you know, like so like Shining had had enough like crazy things that happen that it, it makes it interesting. Ferris Bueller, if you, I don't know how you make that interesting. Yeah. I don't, really. There was a lot of things in the book where I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're not putting this in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. The. Uh, Anything else to talk about with this thing? I feel I feel like we've covered a lot of stuff with it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it was a, it was a really solid movie. I like I said, there's some those those like little critiquey moments, but other than that, I, I'm I was the action. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, last thing, the final like battle, like where everybody's kind of going after this the uh, the thing in the castle and that sort of thing. The pacing on that felt strange in that we had them break out from inside. And then um, everybody kind of come in from outside. And it's like that that could have happened simultaneously in my mind. Like where Artemis was inside, then all of a sudden she was outside and then we're going in. You know, it's like I, I feel like some of that could have been tightened up for movie's sake and like mm. that sort of thing. But well, she wasn't it was it was because of what happened in the real world like that happened with her. Because remember, she went she was in the that's right, the base. And then she broke out and then she got back with them. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, anyway. But I actually like so the way good. that, and that made total sense. Like, I liked the way that they, uh, you know, he was like going to take people's helmets off and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, almost at her. And yep. like, that was cool. I liked the way they played the thing too, mm-hmm. where it's like she couldn't talk. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to be noticed. Uh-huh. And like how Parsifal had to figure that out. Yeah. And just the kind of the body language that they had there, and which is, I love how just like performance capture is coming through nowadays. But like, yeah, the little kind of nod she does, like you just felt yeah. like, really scared for her in that moment mm-hmm. and that was just a completely cg moment yeah mm-hmm. so i love that i mean and that's one of the things like i said earlier like where i never once and whenever they were the digital versions of themselves i never once was like this isn't a real character mm-hmm. or yeah. this is just a digital recreation of another mm-hmm. character yeah. and that's something that even like avatar kind of struggled with for me sometimes was like oh, definitely was going hey this isn't like this is realistic but it's not doesn't feel real whereas right. this always felt real to me you know was they ever coming out <laughs> no, <laughs> James Cameron's just like yeah, they still think I'm gonna make a sequel. I feel like now that Disney owns it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we want to rate this. Let's do it. Sure. I'm gonna give this a uh, eight point five. Nice, nice. I'm gonna do a solid eight. I'm gonna go with eight as well. Cool. Yeah. Definitely a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you can sit through Transformers, you can you can absolutely make it through this movie. And- <laughs> I mean, should you sit through Transformers? If you can sit through Transformers, you can sit through anything. But yeah. I just really I like liked, I thought it had, it was just a total popcorn action flick. Yeah. It tried to have a little bit of a message at the end. I don't give a crap about that. I had fun watching it. And uh, yeah. The the interesting thing, like real fast before we move on, the interesting thing, like we've been talking about like, okay, just kind of maybe a generation gap. I appreciate the whole, yeah, like, yes. You need to appreciate the real world. Um, mm. Also, I feel like that's also something your parents would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, you yeah. can't play the computer games on Tuesdays or Thursdays. 
Yeah. Let's you gotta play outside those days. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> it totally is. Dude. It totally is. <laughs> it totally is. I mean, it's, that's neither good or bad. I just I think it's a funny observation. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like I, like I was saying, like with the the silver, like the rose tinted glasses of like, it's, you know, it would be totally fine if everybody spent the majority of their time in this digital world or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, like then, then at the end they have, I feel like in order to have that rose tinted glasses of like, it's, you know, this isn't going to be a, a crazy place where people do weird trolley things to each other. Um, at all in order to have those rose tinted glasses, you almost have to have something in there at the end where it's like, but don't spend all your time there, you know, yeah. or whatever. One friend when I walks out, now Timmy, <laughs> this is why I don't let you play video games all the time. I don't know that's my <laughs> mom on, voice. On your Tuesdays and, and Thursdays. <laughs> on Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays. I'm pretty sure. Cracks me up, Oh, man. Uh, Which, that's the worst. <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's like, yeah. you get like... Okay, so you get Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, Monday, four days in a row that you get to play video games, and then Tuesday, nothing. Then Wednesday, you're back on, and Thursday, nothing. <laughs> and it's like, nobody's getting any crap done on Wednesday. Oh, no, no. I mean, yeah. You might as well just take the whole three days. Yeah. <laughs> or you might as well just be like, pile the two days together, and just five days. Yeah, you know? pile the two days together, or maybe put them on like, hey, you uh, can't play on I Sundays bet. so that... You don't screw up the week for you? I don't know. Yeah, if you tried to put it evenly through the week, maybe like where it's like, oh, here's two days and then there's three days. But like the fact that it's Tuesday and Thursday, there's one day in between. That seems weird. But I was thinking like if you spread it out, that way people who don't like work like Monday through Friday or whatever, they still have like you know the, the day. Like, I have it's a better evenly, plan. Evenly dispersed. Dispersed. <laughs> I, I have a better plan. Restriction on the amount of time you can spend in there per week, so then you can budget it out mm. however you feel like. Yeah. It's like internet in the nineties. Yeah. See, Chris, but I feel like. <laughs> Like this is this is the kind of debates they probably had before they instituted the Tuesdays and Thursdays. You I'm know? still against this though. <laughs> this is restriction of our freedoms. <laughs> I feel like at the, at a certain point, like it's uh, whenever like they invented electricity, it's like you can only have electricity. Yeah, yes, you know? it's like that. You can't have electricity because you're not you know you're not doing you're reading too much or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you can only have books. <laughs> on uh, you know the weekends and the Wednesdays, no books yep. on Tuesdays or Thursdays. It'd be like <laughs> if all of a sudden for two days a week we all had to live as Amish people, like no power, no um, no anything. We we couldn't ride our drive our cars. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine traffic on Tuesdays and Thursdays? I mean, wide open, but it takes forever to get to work. Yeah, because you're on a horse. <laughs> I meant in the in the oh, movie. Oh, okay. It's like, like the only yeah, two days that people oh, yeah, are leaving the their houses. It's like, well, yeah, and that's like it's the literally. <laughs> the, like, oh my god! I guess I got to do my grocery, grocery shopping. Grocery store would be the worst. Yeah, it's literally the only day that you're like outside <laughs> of the oasis. You yeah, know? that's weird. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> what was the line about meals? He's like, you can't get a good meal. You can't get and, a good meal. Like you can only get a good meal in the real world or something like that. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. I I also think that was maybe a a, a nod to the Matrix because the steak thing, where he's like uh, steak. It's you know steak. It tastes yeah. Amazing. What was the Matrix? And I don't know. Whatever. We're walking. Well, this is just like 
we're going a million different directions right now. Dude, for all we know, it's in there. We just didn't see it. Yeah, probably was. I thought Sonic the Hedgehog was supposed to be in there. I'd read that somewhere. I'd never saw him. I didn't see him either. He may have been uh, in the like the crowd that. I know that's another frame by frame thing I'm gonna have to do. That's right. It's probably some of our favorite characters in there. There definitely are. Who's your favorite video game character? I have no idea. Okay, who's your favorite video game character? Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> I mean, Chris, it's a legit thing. I, I, there are lots of. Uh... I haven't thought about Crash Bandicoot forever. <laughs> well, but the Insane Trilogy is coming out. That's true. <laughs> or it came out for uh, for PlayStation. It's coming out to everything else. I think eventually. Yep. I was hoping someone was going to say Big the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, Chris, I'm sure there are lots of Big the Catters out there, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's a big purple cat. I don't know how you not like him. <laughs> Likes to fish, just wants his frog, his yeah. frog friend. That's Oh, man, froggy. That's right. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right. Well, you can find us online <laughs> at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chrisright250. And johnwright777. And Fultron84. Please go to your podcast service of choice. <laughs> Subscribe to us, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Or IOI will find you. Or IOI will find you and put you in a... Explode your motorhome tower. <laughs> With the drones. <laughs> How did they get them up there? Get what up there? The motor... The, the, the mobile homes all on top of each other. I would imagine cranes, probably. Yeah. I mean, and what? And what? Drones, man. Okay. Everything's done with drones. Drones can do everything in the future. Seems right. I like that. Dude, the delivering of the pizza, I was like, that needs to happen right now. Yeah, yeah. I know. It does. Especially, yep. I feel like that's gonna be a weird future though, where you look up in the sky and you know you just see a bunch of drones flying everywhere with pizzas, and you're like, "Well, if you want a pizza, grab a BB gun, <laughs> <laughs> just shoot one down." <laughs> Sir, I'm we've go uh, some heard pizza. you've been shooting down some pizza drones. <laughs> Although you, you know, then you don't always get what you want. You know, like, <laughs> oh man, mushrooms! Who ordered anchovies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, anchovy and mushroom pizza. Yeah, that's it for this week. Wait, what are we doing next week? Uh, it's another movie review, correct? Is it? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm, I could be completely wrong. It's 11-11. Make a wish. Oh. <laughs> a Quiet Place comes out, Chris. <laughs> I, I have wishes. <laughs> I love just the... Everyone does. The Stay tuned later <laughs> for all of Chris's wishes. It's Spoken called... softly to Yanni music and mm, candlelight. I love Yanni. Dude, I saw Yanni live like last year. It's called, it was awesome. I'm going to call it my wish cast. That's great. <laughs> wish cast. Uh, a Quiet Place comes out next week, <laughs> so, right, so. Uh, I would imagine we're probably reviewing that. I'm cool with that. Okay. I mean, I don't see any, you see any reason why we shouldn't. Hmm. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do that next week. <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target. I love if we like check with the experts. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you see, see any problem with that? Nope. Okay, wrestling. <laughs> uh, that, that looks good. <laughs> I've run the numbers. <laughs> I've run the numbers.